Hey guys, welcome back to What He Grows Through uh, for our second episode. Um, this episode is called Teen Years and Coming Out. Um, so uh, we're just going to leave from where I left off. I, I uh, talked a little bit about my upbringing as a young child. Um, so we're just going to dive into uh, teen years and kind of the things that I went through uh, during that time. So as a teenager, um, growing up and stuff like that, like I had mentioned, in between households, uh, one family was LDS and the other was Catholic. And so when I was with my dad, like I had mentioned, uh, I would go to Catholic um, church. And when I was with my mom, I would attend the LDS church. Um, I did live with my mom the majority of the time. And so when I did attend church, it was at the LDS church. Um, now, I attended church ever since I was very little. Um, I think I started going to church actually by myself um, at the age of six or seven. And then my, my parents kind of followed. Um, I ended up uh, going to church on my own. Um, made that choice and that was something that I at that time I wanted to do um, and then uh, from then on is kind of when my parents uh, just decided to start going more and become more active um, so uh, a, around that family atmosphere um, you know I, I was brought up in the LDS church um, with the LDS beliefs and everything like that now um, Growing up, I was always very tomboyish, um, always very like dressed in boy clothes and um, loved sports, all of those things, um, and just kind of had that title as a tomboy. Um, and as I got older, um, I would say um, in high school, uh, is kind of around the time where I started to, I guess, explore, date, any anything like that because in the LDS church um, you're not supposed to date until you're 16 and so I had never um, really gone on any like official date I guess you would say or anything like that um, and so I finally started to, to do so once I turned 16 um, and started you know going to school dances and things like that well, in high school, I ended up meeting a friend and um, we had hung out all the time. She was my best friend. Um, we pretty much did everything together. We were always together and we hung out in like a, a bigger group of uh, other friends, mutual friends. Well, a lot of the time me and her were always together um, and I can't really explain to you exactly, um, how we got to where we ended up, but I think it was just, a, a mutual cur curiosity. We had a different relationship and with that it was, uh, we just started noticing that we cared a lot about each other and from there the feelings kind of progressed. Um, this friend of mine was also... A member of my church at the time um, just within a different ward 
And um, so with that being said, you know, we were always together and things like that. Well, um, there came a point and a time where um, we ended up uh, being together and we ended up kissing. And um, I, I can remember that for, for the first time. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't necessarily know how to feel. I know that I felt good. And I know that um, it felt relieving to me, in a sense, to to figure out, like, I guess, my sexuality and what what I liked, what my preference was. Um, but also came a lot of fear behind that, right? Because, one, this is my best friend. Two, we're both from the LDS church. And uh, three, you know, we come from... Um, the LDS church and the background of the church and um, our parents' beliefs and all of that. And so with that, um, we had this relationship for a long time without telling anybody. Um, with our friends even, it was not something that we really spoke about. Um, our friends knew that we were dating somebody, but we came up with alternative names to use right and so our friends like never really knew who we were dating they just knew that we were dating somebody um and so um it there came around a time that my mom started getting a little bit curious and asking questions and I would kind of either brush the questions off or tell her no like that's that's not going on or whatever my excuses were at the time um, and it's, it, that's kind of hard to think about because a, a lot of the time it wasn't that I didn't want to tell my mom, but it was that I was scared to tell my mom. Um, I was scared of the reaction that I was going to get. I was scared of what that meant for me. I was scared of, um, what was going to happen, what was going to be next. Um, all of those things were just scary to me and um there finally came a point and a time like I said we had we had this ongoing relationship for probably about three years and it finally got to a point where we were both just tired of keeping it a secret we were tired of not saying anything um, eventually our friends did know and we did tell them because we felt comfortable enough and trusted them enough that um, you know, that it wouldn't be an issue. And so, um, we finally discussed, you know, letting our parents know that this relationship was going on. And, um, so we were together a total of three years, but within that three year time frame, we finally decided to tell our parents. And, um, with that, I, remember uh very very vividly of the day that I decided to come out um I remember being in the car with my mom and we were driving and I remember out of nowhere I just decided to say hey I want to talk to you about something and I need to tell you something and so my mom said, okay, and uh, that's when I chose to tell her 
that I was gay. Um, and I remember telling her, you know, I'm gay, I'm dating so-and-so. Um, and after that, I just remember her getting upset and her saying, well, what do you mean? Um, I've asked you multiple times, you know, if something was going on or anything like that. And you told me, no, where's this coming from? All, all, all of the questions, right? And um, at the time, for me, her reaction, I, did, I didn't like her reaction, obviously. And the things that were being said, I didn't like what was being said. And um, the way that I was being treated in that moment, I also didn't care for or think that it was right. Um, because in my eyes, I was telling my parents so that they knew, one, and so two, hoping that, you know, they were going to accept me for me and, um, and like my preference of what I was into and who I was. Um, and I remember, you know, even having the conversation with my stepdad and, and how that went and, um, same thing, you know, I, I didn't like what was being said. There was a, a comment that was said that, um, it really, uh, I guess you could say hurt me and hurt my feelings and, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that day and how I felt. And, um, I mean, now looking back on it, I don't, I don't hold, you know, a grudge or anything against my parents or anything like that. Um, but I do remember how I felt that day and I felt diminished and I felt small and I felt not worthy and I felt not welcome and I felt like nothing was going to be okay and I felt like I wasn't going to get through it in that moment and I felt lost and I felt like my parents didn't accept me and I felt like my parents didn't love me and all of these whirlwind of emotions because of their reaction of when I decided to tell them. Now, um, so that conversation didn't go good. I didn't feel accepted um, in that moment and I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. Um, I was 17 at that time when I decided to talk to my parents. And after that, I um, remember asking them if I was okay to leave or if I needed to stay. I was about to turn 18. So I was 17 at the time. I think I turned 18 in like a week, a week and a half. Um, and I remember after that conversation and how it went, um, I asked my mom, do I have to wait until I'm 18 to move out or can I, can I leave? And I remember my mom saying, you know what, Frankie, if you want to go, go. And I took that very literal. Um, she said that to me. And I kid you not, I walked out of the house. I called my girlfriend at the time. 
told her that I was going to move out. I packed everything in one day and I left. And um, I think that was one of the hardest decisions I had ever made. I don't think it was necessarily something that I wanted to do, but I felt like in that moment it was something that I needed to do. And it wasn't easy. And I was already hurt. And, um, but I did. I packed up everything and I moved and I moved. I called, I called my real dad and I said, hey, um, you know, this is what's going on. And I, I need to know if you'll let me come stay with you. And uh, he said, yeah, I mean, you already know you're always welcome. Um, you know, I'm I'll always be there for you and all of those things. And so for me, um, that was like a huge relief in that time, in that moment. And that meant everything to me because I had my mom and my stepdad who were having a hard time accepting what I just told them. And then my real dad you know, he had already known about it and stuff like that. And, you know, told me like, that's fine. I accept you for who you are. Like, that doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm here for you. And if you need to stay with me, then you can stay with me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's what I did. I, I, I took all my stuff over to my dad's and I was there, uh, for quite some time, uh, not, like a long period of time, but I was there for a short period of time. And um, I think that was the first time that me and my dad actually like lived, lived together um, in the same household and it was different. And um, it at times was a lot for me. And so I was there for the period of time that I felt like I needed to. And then from there, I ended up moving in with a friend. Um, and the friend that I moved in with was actually uh, a cousin of the person that I was dating. And so, um, it kind of just went from there. You know, I, uh, I moved out and I was in my relationship and, um, that period of time was very hard because, uh, it was, it was just a hard time. I just didn't feel accepted by my family and things like that. But, Later on down the road, when me and my mom got a chance to talk about things, and as I've gotten older, um, you know, my mom's always told me, like, you're, you're my child. I love you no matter what, regardless of your decisions, your choices, your beliefs, what you're into, anything like that. Like, I love you. And even though I don't understand it or agree with it or anything else, I'm still here for you and I'm still by your side. And if you ever need anything, like I'm here. So as I got older and we were able to have that conversation and things like that, it, um, I just obviously have a different point of view of it now. And I also, um, you know, she had also mentioned that one of the things was that she did ask about it multiple times and because she did have a feeling or thought about, you know, that something like that might be going on or whatever. And 
because I decided to not, I guess, be truthful because I was in fear of the outcome. Um, that in itself was difficult um, because I was just, again, I was scared, you know? And so with that, you know, now I understand a little bit of why she had the reaction that she had. And um, there was just a lot more behind it. It wasn't just that she was having a hard time with the reality of her child being gay. And so, um, yeah, I think now being older and, you know, seeing her point of view and things like that, um, it does make it easier for me now to understand why things kind of happened the way that they did. Um, but again, that doesn't take away how it made me feel in the moment and how my coming out story was so hard. And um, I think that that's important to really um, talk about and to really focus on because a lot of, a lot of people go through um, very similar things in coming out because of religious beliefs or because of, um, you know, their parents' beliefs or um, different backgrounds and things like that. And it plays a huge toll when you're keeping a secret like that and you're keeping it away from what feels like the world it's difficult, especially when you want to just be able to be authentic. You want to be yourself. You don't want to pre have to pretend around these people. You want to be able to show up and uh, you want to be able to bring your partner like everybody else is bringing their partners. You want to be able to be treated equally. All of these things are things that you want to have because just as much as if somebody comes out as gay, trans, bisexual, pansexual, anything like that. We're like, we're all human, right? We're like, we all have feelings. We all want to feel valid. We all want those things. And so it's very hard having to go through those things. And it does cause a lot of, um, a lot of other things behind the scenes. Um, you know, depression, anxiety, um, all of those things. I think, you know, if we really looked at statistics and really pulled up numbers of not just, not just like, um, community of LGBTQ, but, um, just everybody in the world, it's way more common um, a lot of people go through real life struggles and we're all human. And so, um, you know, with that being said, I, it was very difficult for me. And I think for me, the hard part was, um, get, getting, getting that validation and feeling like I was accepted and, I just didn't get that at, at that time. I didn't get what I was looking for. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was difficult. It was hard and it was hard to navigate through. And I think with that, you know, growing up and after that relationship, I, I continued to, to date women. 
and um, had several relationships down the road. Um, now with these relationships that I had, all my relationships were very, I would say long periods of time. Um, I think my shortest relationship has ever been like maybe like six months. Other than that, it was like two years, three years, things like that. Um, but with that and growing up and the things that I went through and the things that I saw and coming out and all of those things um, played a huge factor in, I think, my relationships and the way that I would handle things and the way that um, I kind of went about uh, my relationships and it it's kind of tough to look back at those at those situations and those relationships um, more so because when I look back at those relationships there's a lot of the time that I can say that I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. Um, and I can't really, um, I guess the way I could best explain it is I didn't, I didn't like who I was in, in that moment or in those times. Um, when I was dealing with, with depression and, um, things that were tough on me and things that really tore me down. And, uh, in turn, um, I just handled those situations not very well. So, um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of my time growing up, um, I lost a lot of people that were very close to me. And um, the very first person that I did lose was what I considered my best friend. And um, I was always, uh, I was always by her side. And uh, I never, I, I mean, if she was there, I was right, right by the, right there with her by her side, like I was her little sidekick. And um, I remember, I can't remember what age I was, but I do remember how hard that was on me. And I do know still how hard, how hard that is on me um, today. And um, that person that I lost was my cousin Leslie. And, um, Unfortunately, I lost her in a car accident. Um, there was alcohol involved. And I remember that feeling and that first time of really losing something. And um, it was hard and um, I feel like at that point, at a young age, and losing somebody that I considered my best friend, from there it kind of just had a, unfortunately it had a, a domino effect, is 
what I would like to call it because I feel like um, the consistency of the pattern of me losing people and the people that are close to me is unfortunately more often than not. And um, it's something hard uh, that I struggle with when it comes to um, my depression. A lot of my depression and um, things like that have a lot to do with um, grieving and the people that I've lost and trying to navigate through life and trying to navigate through, you know, all of these challenges that I feel like I've had to overcome. And, um, so, so with that, yeah, I mean, um, at a young age, you know, that happened. And, um, from there, when I say it was a domino effect, it just multiple people after that growing up and throughout time, I obviously lost more. And I would typically, you know, that's, I mean, it's life and that's what happens. And, and, um, but these were people that were young and, um, situations that could have been prevented. Um, and unfortunately that just was, wasn't the case. And, um, so after Leslie, I lost my brother, um, due to suicide and, uh, that was tough. Me and my brother, uh, we weren't super, super close, I guess you would say, as we got older, um, because, you know, we get older and, um, kind of just end up doing your own thing and you have your own families and things like that. But, uh, we did have a relationship and when we were younger, I was always with my brothers, um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, even though we weren't as close as I guess I wish we would have been in at that moment or in that time, um, we had a good relationship. And I remember, um, you know, I remember when that happened too. I remember, um, being asleep and my mom and my stepdad coming to my door and knocking on my door and me opening it and them telling me we need to talk to you and you probably want to sit down. The minute that they told me that my heart dropped and my stomach sank and I knew that there was something wrong and um yeah I mean they told me that my brother had passed um due to suicide and um that was also something very hard for me to work through. It was very challenging. Um, a lot of people don't know this and um, that's a part of, you know, uh, a big reason of why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to be as vulnerable as possible and I want to be able to help people in similar situations. And, um, but yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but I blame myself for a really long time for the loss of my brother. And um, the reason being was 
because I remember my dad calling me and asking me if uh, we could go check on my brother. Um, I didn't really think anything of it at the time. I just thought he wanted to go say hi and he wanted to go check on my brother. Um, I didn't know that there may be something wrong or that he thought that was something wrong. And I don't even necessarily know if, if that was the case or if he just had an urge that he needed to go check on my brother. But at the time my dad didn't have a car and so he reached out to me and asked me if I would take him to go see my brother. Um, but I had things going on and for whatever reason it was, um, I told my dad no. And for the longest time after that, I really blamed myself because for some reason I felt that if I would have just told my dad, yeah, and I would have gone to check on him, that he would still be here. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's hard not to revert to that thought, but I do know, um, you know, I do, I do know now that it had nothing to do with me and that regardless, um, I wouldn't have been able to, I guess, what you would say, stop that situation. Um, maybe I could have prolonged it or maybe I could have done something if I would have gone to check on him. Um, but I can't live in the what ifs. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, that was really tough and it was hard. Um, and then not too shortly after that, I lost another brother, um, due to an overdose. And, um, that one, that one really, uh, that one hit me hard. Uh, me and my brother, uh, we were super close and, uh, we were, at a point inseparable. I was there, he was there. We were out together. We had the same friends. We worked together. We we did everything together. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, and and it and and it, it just kept going and going after after that. You know, it, if it was it, it was my brother, and then after my brother, it was. Uh, my best friend um, and after my best friend it was uh, my best friend's um, girlfriend and after that it was another friend and so um, Losing people has been like a huge part, I guess you would say, in my life. Yeah. 
and that is and has been something very hard and difficult to deal with and try to navigate through and it does cause a lot of uh there's just a lot of grieving and with a lot of grieving comes a lot of other emotions and uh, depression and things like that. And um, growing up and having to try to navigate through that and how to be okay through that was very difficult. Um, I remember, you know, just not being able to handle things very well and uh, to touch back a little bit back on to when I said I didn't necessarily really like who I was when I was in those relationships, it's because uh, I, I just didn't know how to handle my emotion. I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to talk about how I was feeling. I was terrible at communication. I, I, didn't, I didn't know uh, what to do in, in circumstances and I always just felt so lost. Um, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, those relationships and the way that they were was because, um, I had a lot of insecurities and that all came from the way that I was, the way that I had been brought up, you know, when it came to my dad, you know, I, I, I just didn't feel like I got that time that I needed as a child with my father. And so, um, you know, when it came to relationships, um, when things got tough, I, I just thought that they were gonna bail, right? Thought they were gonna leave, they were gonna abandon me. And that was a huge fear of mine because I didn't wanna be alone. I didn't know how, I didn't know how to be alone. Um, and I just wasn't accepting of being alone. And, um, you know, I also didn't have, when I was with my dad, I didn't have that best example of what a relationship should like, should look like. And so, um, a lot of the times, you know, I would go based off of things that I saw or, uh, as a child, things that happened, you know, and I would relate those situations to my situations and things like that. And it was just hard to navigate through those things and to really figure that out. And, um, and with a lot of that, because I didn't know how to communicate, I didn't know how to talk about things. I didn't know how to express myself. I, I, I would shut down and I would push people away. And, and the way that I would push people away was the only way that I, I knew. And it, and it was that I was depressed and, uh, you know, something wasn't going good in my relationship. And because something wasn't going good in my relationship, I related that to all of the other stuff that happened to me from losing my brothers and my best friend and all of these things. And it was just like a huge whirlwind of emotion. And it, I just would spiral. Um, and I, I would, I would lose it. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what I was doing. And that's where a lot of, um, that's where a lot of my being lost came in. And it's where a lot of my suicide attempts came in. And, um, 
that was tough. And it still is tough to think about. And it still is tough to know that um, when those situations did happen, that I put some of these people in uh, a very bad place. And they saw things that uh, no one should ever see. And they were put in situations where they shouldn't have been put in and uh, growing up and looking back on those things, um, you know, those aren't things that I'm proud of and they're things that I, I really regret and they're things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, and if anything, for those people that were ever in those situations, um, I am super grateful that I was around the right people when I needed to be around the right people. Um, because in those situations, and as crappy as it is to say, that the things that I did do and with my suicide attempts, I, I wouldn't be here today if those people weren't present. If some of those people didn't find me in the conditions that they found me, um, I, I wouldn't be breathing today. And I am more than grateful that I am. Um, growing up and being able to see um, what life really is and what it has to offer and uh, being able to find my true self and being able to grow up and get married and have a family and be able to raise my own daughter. Um, those are all things that bring me joy and those are all things that I am so beyond grateful to be here for. Um, and so I am grateful for the fact that I was around people that did genuinely care about me. Um, but I am very um, ashamed of the things that I did do um, with my suicide attempts and putting those people in scary situations like that because I have also been on the other side uh, and have had to experience that with a loved one and having to um, also be there for them when they were at their lowest and trying to save them from attempting something that you truly know that that's not the right move and not something that they should do and that they don't necessarily really want that. And, um, so I think, you know, with that, with that being said and everything, um, my teen, my teen years were tough. Coming out was hard and going through, uh, the loss of people that were close to me, um, is still hard till this day. 
you know, I, I miss every single one of those people dearly. And, um, you know, the only difference is that time just flies by, uh, but that, that feeling doesn't change. That feeling doesn't ever go away. And, um, you know, I catch myself sometimes even not registering that that's reality. Um, but it is. And, um, you know, growing up and being able to, um, I guess, being able to learn, you know, why I am the way that I am and things that I've gone through and the struggles that I've gone through. And um, it really has helped to be able to make me a stronger person, to be able to um, understand things a little bit better, to be a little bit more accepting um, of, you know, the way that I feel and being in tune with myself and being able to um, just really tune into my emotions and um, being aware of that. I think that's very important. And for you people out there who may suffer from depression or have gone through tough times and have had traumas or had a tough life growing up or anything like that, I encourage you to really, as tough as it is, I encourage you to really try to figure out, um, you know, why you are the way that you are, why you have the qualities that you do, and um, just really try to push to grow through those situations. Because I think as I've gotten older uh, and being able to do that, yes, I still suffer through depression. And yes, I do still have my hard days where I don't want to get out of bed. And, um, you know, it's just not a good day. But I can tell you that even though I wake up and I still struggle with that, um, the mentality set is different. And I know what I'm capable of. And I know that it's just a hard day and um, that I can push through. And that just because I'm having a hard day doesn't mean that it's, it's always going to continue to be that way. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a, a quote that um, one of... Um, I think it was one of my friends that told me at, at one time, it's a hard day, it's not a hard life. And uh, with that being said, um, you know, that's, it's it's true. I mean, there's, there's gonna be hard days, but that doesn't necessarily mean that life is always going to be hard. Uh, life is what you make it, and if you're willing to, to grow, and you're willing to learn and you're willing to dive in and do all of those things, um, it can be a beautiful thing. And you can, the feeling of growth and the feeling of being able to have a better understanding of who you are as a person is, uh, at least to me, I feel like, I mean, it's a blessing and it's helped me a, a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I, um, I want to end today's episode um, just with a little quote that I had found today. Um, and crazy enough, it kind of goes with uh, the podcast and kind of things that we talked about today. And um, 
So with that, um, this quote says, always remember you are braver than you. Believe stronger than you seem, sorry. <laughs> always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and twice as beautiful as you'd ever imagine. So take that with you guys. Um, don't give up. It does get better. Stay strong. And I, again, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I can't wait to get to the third episode. Um, and that will kind of fill you in on a little bit of adulthood and um, things that I kind of went through and what led me up to my transition. Um, so uh, I will be dropping podcasts on Thursdays. Uh, it will be an ongoing thing. So every Thursday. So tune in next Thursday. And again, thanks guys. And I want to thank you for all your love and support.